Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family. We chose this one. This is episode 325, Life in the Fast Lane, number 19 for Too Fast, Too Furious, minute 94. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And Joe, for the first time in several minutes, we actually have action in this minute. And I am so excited that they're not just standing around in a (laughs) Texas showdown, you know, like a staring at each other, menacing, like things happen. And I am so excited. Things, Things happen, but not much. Well, that's the thing, yeah. So let's, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's play the minute. Okay. End of the road. You know, I like you, but I still got to kill you. My job. What's that? What's that? It's Barstow, baby! It's about to get ugly! Let's go! Let's go! I, I messaged you, and I was just like, look, I don't know if you did the minute yet. A lot happens, but I don't know if there's anything for you to find. Because, like, for the plot and overview, like, in past minutes, it was, like, three bullets. It was, like, four bullets. It was, like, three bullets. Yeah. It was, like, you know, it's just them, like, Carter does this. Carter Monica looks at stares. Monica. Brian does nothing. It's yeah. like this. There's, like, I have eight bullets. I'm just like, oh, so much happens. But I'm just like, it's just people, like, driving. But, okay. Driving and in wrecking minute, a car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Carter and some of his men continue to escort Monica to his boat. Enrique and Brian slowly drive away, followed by an SUV driven by another henchman. Enrique pulls a gun on Brian regrettably, as he likes Brian, but must do his job. Brian smashes the ejecto seto button to try to save himself, albeit unsuccessfully. Roman zooms into action, driving up the road and crashing his car into the SUV. Using the car crash as a distraction, Brian wrestles the gun from Enrique as several shots ring out, piercing the windshield. Hearing the gunfire, Carter tells his men to get going, and the boat begins to sail off. Roman jumps out of his car through the driver's side window and grabs Carter's henchman from the SUV, throwing him onto his car and punching him in the stomach as the minute ends. And I was like, there's so much excitement. And then I'm like, there's no new clothing. There's no new music. There's there's no no new characters. No new cars. It's just like, Everything's the same. But things happen, which is exciting. Yes. Um... My big question to you, though, Joe. Yes. How does Roman hear Enrique ask, what's that? The walkie-talkie. But is the walkie, is it, it's just set to on? Like, nobody's touching. We see the walkie-talkie. But it's not like Brian has the button depressed. Because here's the other thing. The way a walkie-talkie works is if you're pressing the button in, you can't hear them. It's only a one-way thing. You can't push the button in and talk and hear them. <laughs> yes. Because in this minute, we've seen them. First of all, we've seen them have conversations between each other in the cars that they didn't even have walkie talkies in. Uh I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt here. Look, I know in the next minute or two, they're going to fly a car onto a boat 
I get that. This just feels more impossible. This is a good point and something I wasn't thinking about because as I was watching it, I was actually trying to see like what kind of walkie-talkie it was because mm. he has it in the cup holder. And I found oh, you, figured, one, you figured out something. Okay. No, it's similar to like one. I can't find that exact one because like okay. there's not a model number, but it's like yellow Motorola walkie-talkie. So I found one that is like, I'm sure it's another iteration, like very, very one generation off of this one. Like the buttons, mm-hmm. the everything layout, everything kind of looks the same. I was hung up because when I was watching that, the way that the glass breaks is in no fashion anywhere near where the uh, gun is being pointed. Oh, So okay. if you rewatch that, there's three holes that are like right in front of Brian and the gun is pointing like across Brian's face. Like he would be like shooting Brian's nose off, but the bullets mm-hmm. go through mm-hmm. the windshield directly in front of Brian. Not great. Like, that, that's weird. I mean, I just, so, like, Brian's clicking the button. Enrique says, says what's that? What's that? And then Roman says, it's Barstow, baby. Yeah, he claims Barstow again. Yeah. But, 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 there's no way, I don't know. It's just, I'm just like, huh. And, like, that wasn't a thing that, like, like, sometimes when we watch this minute, like, nine or ten or eleven times in a row, whatever, and it's like, oh, you finally notice a thing. But this is, like, on, like, watch two or three of the minute, I'm just like, Wait a minute. How does That's he hear this not guy? Possible. He's he's 20 feet behind him, driving fast in a car at him. So now here's a question that you probably, and we're going to find out in a minute or two, and I don't really want to like, this is just like a memory thing, but like both of their cars, both Brian and Roman's cars are in pretty rough shape. Like Roman, you know, crashes headfirst into the SUV. Brian's windshield riddled bullet holes that aren't where they're supposed to be. Whose car do they fly onto the boat? Is it Brian? It's got to be Brian's car, right? I think it's Brian's car. I think the blue one lands on the boat. Yes. Oh, look at you describing cars as colors. No, I, I was, I was trying to mentally visualize mm-hmm. which car you lands see, on the boat, helpful. and it's not orange. It's helpful, it, at least in my brain. Like when I see the car land on the boat, because we haven't watched that minute yet. Right, right, right. I clo- right. In my mind's eye, I see the blue car. Is there anything else that you notice? Because again, like eight bullet points of action. A couple, huh, things, but, like, is there anything of note here that you noticed? My favorite thing that I noticed that is very inconsequential is that they pass a dilapidated school bus. Okay. That Roman drives by that, and I was just thinking the whole time, and I think it might be an interesting title for the minute. Think of the children. No, think think of of the the children. children. Okay. Sure. Sure. Because they passed this school bus that's just, like, abandoned there. And I was like, why is there a school bus? And we know the whole Jimbo's Shrimp Shack story. Jim Bob's, Jimbo's, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. Shrimp Shack story. So, like, why did they... That has to be one of the, like, shanties that one of these homeless crackheads lived in. Probably. Yeah. So that's a good that's a good name for the minute because like you know there's there's lines in here like it's barstow baby but that's too that's too obvious like that's it's too, way too yeah you know. it's way too obvious I like think of the children it means nothing so with the minute now titled do we have a question because I have there are at least four like we hear five bullet shots but there's four that we see when Brian's wrestling with Enrique in the car and then we cut to Carter and there's another one but we don't know if it's one of the four or a fifth one but like it's not really like there's not a clear number of shots but there's at least four gunshots. I like gun. Sh- that's if you want to go number wise. I like gunshots through We've the done windshield. A lot of numbers recently. Though. We've done so too many numbers. I was gonna make something about the the school bus. Like what abandoned vehicle? Because we're in the vehicle's lap. Like what abandoned vehicle do do they drive by? And we could be like 
abandoned camper, abandoned school okay. bus. Okay, that's it, fine. You know, and then it's mm-hmm. it's less, and we have a little clue in the title that can tie into it. Because I always, when I take the quiz, I know that there's plenty of times that like I take the quiz, do the answer, and it's like, Brian's magic school bus. And then it's like, what did you pass? And it's like, a school bus. And I'm like, mother fuck, I didn't read the title of the minute. And we gave it away. This is kind of the thing where it's like, read all the questions before you answer any of them. Because I'm going to say, what type of abandoned vehicle could be found at Tarpon Point when Roman saves Brian from Enrique? And there's an earlier question we have, which is, where do they go? They go to Tarpon Point. So like, if you keep Ah, uh, yes, good job, bud. I like that. You're right. Yes. So... I think that that also then just makes it harder because because you go that you go back you forget what you were looking for your brain gets all scrambled at least for me but my brain's mush anyways. Oh, this is good. I like your answers. Oh, I see Joey typing them. So there are four good. kind of big vehicles, right? They're similar. Yeah. Food truck, Greyhound bus, which you're like, I know it's a bus. Is it a Greyhound bus, RV, or school bus? The answer is school bus. Yeah. But it's not like, Think oh, a motorcycle or a car or whatever. Yeah, right. It's just like these are – it was a big thing that serves a specific purpose. Well, there's like a shack too. So like the camper thing, like RV slash camper, trailer. Tra- can we do tra- – like tra- maybe add trailer or change sure. RV to trailer? I'll do a fifth What do one. you think? You like a trailer like a camper? I mean it doesn't matter, but I'm just I'm just Yeah, curious. like camper. That's what I'm thinking because there's like kind of a shack there. But that's not, it's like, we say, what abandoned vehicle? Minute 94, think of the children. What type of abandoned vehicle can be found at Tarpon Point when Roman saves Brian from Enrique? The answer, of course, think of the children. The school, the school bus. <laughs> I said schoolhound bus. School bus. School house rock. Yeah. Yes. School But again, I was just like, oh my God, there's so many things that happen. I'm like, wait a minute. Nothing actually, I mean, things happen, but it's like. Nothing actually happens. That the car jump onto the thing mm, is mm-hmm. going to be actual action. And if it's not, and I just remember it, I'm going to be sad. Well, we only have like six-ish minutes of the movie left. And we got to have them go onto the boat. We have to have them, you know, Pockets mark them because... show up and do the, yeah. I think that's also the, the, the charm of this podcast where we're complaining. We're like, nothing happens, nothing happens. And then, like, you know, in a year, right, as we figured out, when we start Tokyo Drift, we're going to be like, there's so much stuff. There's too much stuff. It's I don't want to spend an hour yeah, on it. That's going to be like incredibly. We're going to complain it either way. We're going to complain either way. It's just that for now, it's just like there's nothing happening. Always complaining. Anyway, good question. Good minute. All right. Joe, on the streets, news about the Fast and Furious. Have you seen anything in the last three weeks about these movies? Oh, uh, yes. I have a very important news from this morning. Oh, this morning. Breaking news. Breaking news. Oh, also, yeah, we're recording a little bit early, so if Wes is like, this, I didn't send this then. No. Wes said he has official Fast and the Furious breaking news. He had a dream last night that he met Ava Mendez, and he asked her if she would consider coming back to the franchise. (laughs) So not be on the podcast, but being in the movies again. Yes. With no hesitation, she answered no. After... He replied, that's okay, I understand, but people do really want to see you back before the end. She whispered something in my ear about, who do you think was hiding Giselle? And some other stuff I can't remember exactly, but basically she said Monica's been undercover and will be coming back. So I just wanted to let everyone know that it's confirmed by Dree Ava Mendez that Monica Fuentes is coming back for the next movie. Sweet. Confirmed. Thank you, Wes's dream. Thank you, Wes's dream. I, I said you had a dream about Ava Mendez 
that was absolutely asexual will, in nature. No, I, I, and you I asked her like, about, he, like, he harassed her. Like, how, do I, how do I tell Mrs. West that I was dreaming about Ava Mendez? I got it. Actually, no. I think like, that this is no, like... West was definitely dreaming about Fast and Furious. I know that. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. Yes, that's what I'm saying. So, so you have a dream about one of the most gorgeous women on the planet, and you were like, are you going to be back in the Fast and the Furious movies? And she's like, yes. And no. you're like, okay. <laughs> Pretty good. That's, that's my news. Did you see any news recently, brother? So the world is on fire right now. How about yours? What? Well, yes, uh, but everyone, so I was thinking about this, like, why does this keep happening? This is because, like, oh, like, five of the biggest stars in the world, you know, are in these movies now, but, so there was the, uh, Ma- the, the wildfire in Maui. Yes, so yes, yes, Rock, yes, yes. Dwayne The Rock Johnson addresses Maui fund backlash, I get it, and I completely understand. Wait, what? He had, so he started a fund and they're mad at him about it? He was acknowledging the backlash he received after he and Oprah asked the public to donate to a wildlife recovery fund. I, I, first do you, fund how do you feel about backlash. this? Can we talk about this morally? Celebrities being like, hey, guys, donate $5 to this thing. I think that it, I, I don't have any problems with this. They're generating no. awareness for a cause that they believe in. Unless, like, The Rock is stealing this money and starting a fake university and pocketing all the money from it or something like that. Then... Right. I have no problems with you being like, I believe in this cause. I gave some money. You should also donate some money if you can. He said, money ain't falling out of the sky and it's not growing on trees. There's a lot of people out there living paycheck to paycheck. I get it. I know what that's like. The last thing you want to hear in that situation is someone asking for money, especially when that person asking you for money already has a lot of money. He has a point, and he would know, too, because, I mean, like, we've Seven seen bucks, the Young yep. Rock. Like, mm-hmm. he's he's been broke as shit, so. I mean, I think, like, I think it's fine. I would also say in that situation, like, I'm giving a million dollars. If you could give two, that'd be fine. Or, like, I'll match public donations up to a million dollars. You know, like, anything. That yeah, just, like, up I'm to $250,000, yeah. I'm going to give a dollar to. What, yeah, whatever. That's absolutely, I respect all of these. He doesn't even actually, to like, I. if it came out that he never gave any money and was just, like, tweeting about this, I would be like, that's kind of sus. Right. But, like. Any other action comparison about this doesn't matter to me. It's fine. Because, like, there's also the thing where it's, like, you have a platform to, like, let people... Like, people yes. probably didn't even know there was a wildfire in Maui until The Rock yes. tweets about it or whatever, That's what right? I'm saying. Just That's like, what I think. Yeah. Do this. I, it's also the kind of thing where it's, like, there's never going to be a time where everyone who follows The Rock on Instagram or whatever is, like... We're all in wealthy. agreement. Or No, not, not even that. I'm just, like... Where they're, they're going to be like, oh, now I finally, like, the world is good now, and I can finally donate money to help people. It's just like, no, like, there's always people who need money. There's always people who don't have money. Don't get mad at The Rock for trying to whatever, you know. Yeah. You can get, you can get mad at The Rock for all sorts of things. Don't all kinds of things. A lot of things. Then, Gal Gadot, Gigi Hadid, Kim Kardashian support Israel amid horrific Palestinian conflict. Gal Gadot, you know, very pro. Apartheid Barbie. Mm-hmm. has been very vocal about the what's going on in Israel right now, which we don't have to go... But I'm just like... So every morning... When you wake when up hit, and... It, throw, know, yeah, I, you, you single, hit me twice today. Sorry. Lyric, <laughs> I check Bing for... Just to get my Bing rewards points. And there's always like... just I just check like the news because it's just like it's an easy thing to click through. Yeah. And like the same day it was like the rock in trouble gal gadot saying stuff i'm just like what like like back to back I'm you're like, like where's gina carano at when we need her i know you know again does she have stuff. some thoughts on this Wait, where's jaw at 
Another thing that I saw was Idris Elba says he's been in therapy to address, quote, unhealthy habits as a workaholic. I assumed from, like, as soon as you started saying that sentence that he was going to be like, I I just need to go to sex rehab like Usher. Like, I just have way too much sex with way too many partners. Woe is me. David Duchovny also did that. Yeah, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, like, you know, you're like, oh, you're so handsome and beautiful, and, like, everybody lust after you all the time. How painful that must be. Sorry. No, I was like, is he, like, going to, like, rehab? Does he have a problem with alcohol? Yes, you know, yeah. It's just like, I work too much, which is, you know, a real thing, but just like, oh, okay. He also talked about it on a podcast, right? So, you know, he loves to work, man. Cool. So that's that. Yeah. Um, again, this is like, you know, the writer strike is over. The actor strike is still going on. So, like, things are kind of getting back to normal, but there's still, like, no news. John Cena, quote, violated Dwayne Johnson's trust during feud over move to Hollywood. Quote, I 100% see and understand why people think I did the same thing. Wait, what? So, Cena said his beef with Johnson was fueled by his anger over Johnson abandoning the WWE to become an A-list actor. Which, which is, is exactly what he eventually what does. Cena would do. <laughs> yes. So, what? Cena ad- admitted in May he was, quote, short-sighted and selfish in, in the feud and said, I quote, 100, 100% see and understand how people see him as a hypocrite for calling out Johnson and following in his footsteps. Which is, you know, kind of funny. Yeah, you were jealous that he got the bag. Now you got the bag. They make money in WWE, but, like, it's, like, you're tearing up your body, and it's not a ton of money. And it's, like, or I could just go be an actor and get paid out the ass. Why would you not do... I mean, like... Right. That was... That was... Hey, I was really jealous of The Rock, said some shit about, like, how he, like, turned his back on us. But, like, in reality, I was just jealous of him. Now that I'm on the other side of the fence, it's kind of nice. Bag is pretty nice. Bag is pretty nice, yeah. The other, and this is, again, this is not news, but this is actually something maybe to talk about. I did not read the clickbait, but it's a Screen Rant clickbait article. Eight Fast and Furious characters who could be Dom's replacement in a soft reboot without Vin Diesel. So this is just like, hey, you know, eventually Dom's not going to be around these movies anymore. Like, who What is it? It's going to be Statham, The Rock, Do you Brian. Guess? Yes. Is it people that are already in the movies? Yes, or just all existing actors who could, you know, take over... So it's a weird list, man. So guess is it? Guess that's one. what I'm saying because this is you know some Indonesian child that wrote this for 15 mm-hmm. cents. Well, ChatGPT probably wrote it, but yes, yes. Um, I said The Rock, Statham, no, and no, a, a CGI Brian of Brian's played by nope. Cody Walker. Nope. <laughs> who who the fuck is on this list then? I thought that I was gonna get to get like six off the rip and then just nope. like go Jason Momoa. Number one on the list, they go from eight to one, Dante Reyes. Dante might be a villain in Fast 10 and one of the franchise's most sadistic bad guys, but based on their history, the odds of him joining Dom's team are high. Even Cypher, willing to kill Dom's son, the overarching series villain, became an ally. Dante could similarly become one of the good guys, given his bankability and guaranteed audience, the character could replace Dom as the franchise lead. Dante was the best part of Fast 10, as the character was edgy, exciting, and unpredictable, and that's the very kind of protagonist Fast and Furious needs. So you're like one for five, but you got the big one. You got number one. Who else? I don't know. Again, keeping it Just read it. Read it. All right, I'm not going to read everything. Okay, I'll I'll try to skip. Just hit hit the list. Get the list. Number eight, Brian Toretto. Baby Brian, baby B. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, we. I would have got there. Okay, okay. Number seven, Isabel Nevis. The the Daniela Elena's sister. Mm-hmm. No. Number six, Tess Brie Larson. So these are just all characters from ten. Only ten. Okay. Number Go five, ahead. Giselle. Yeah. Number four, Jacob. 
It's that no would make secret sense. Jacob died in Fast 10, sacrificing himself. However, nobody stays dead. With that in mind, given the character was a hit with audiences, it's likely he'll return, too. Number three, Ramsey. No, absolutely not. And number two, arguably the worst option on this list, Little Nobody. Oh, Scott. Scott, Little no. Little Nobody has been an inconsistent part of the franchise. The character is a government law enforcement agent who worked for Mr. Nobody with a seemingly endless amount of vehicles and weapons at his disposal. The character has so much potential to get a bigger role. Given the actors' ages and how they're connected, it's easy to Little Nobody, Tess, and Ramsey forming the new team in the future. Thank you, ChatGPT, or that small Indonesian child that wrote that. Thank you. Yeah, it's a terrible list. Truly a terrible list. Yeah. But, you know, thank you for the Shit content. Shit happens. Yeah. But that's all the news I saw. Like, there's nothing actually going on. There's nothing new. To, there's nothing worth talking about. Wait, it's just, didn't that's somebody say, on. like, Hobbs and Shaw should come out soon? Like, wasn't that, like, one of the first things, like, one of the first bits of news that came out after the writer's strike? Hobbs like, and Shaw? Yeah, like, I think that, I don't, see this, I can't piece together if I saw, like, an actual thing or, like. You're talking about Hobbs and Shaw. Are you talking about yes, Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs? Yes, that, that's what I mean. Yes, Fast 10, the, the in-between movie, right? Because they said that there's going to be, like, Reaction Hobbs and Shaw. Rocket was, like, he's, like, reading, like, what's in production and stuff like that and seeing, like, some of that. But, like, the actors are still striking, so I don't know. I think they're maybe writing it, but... Fair. I have no idea. Because, in theory, it's supposed to come out next year. Don't think that's going to happen. We'll see. Yeah. But, speaking of that man, is Dwayne Johnson still in these movies? Yes. Cool. John Cena is not, though. Ooh. <laughs> Whoa. And he's Is the rock mad running for president? It. I hope so. We have a Patreon page, Too Fast, TooForever.com. Shout out to Cassie Wilson, Nick Burris, Alex Ellen, and Justin Kleiman, Brian Rodriguez of High School Ooh, Slumber Father Party. Brian. Father Brian, Wes Hampton, Jerry Robinson, Dan the Duke, Hayden Renato, D. Donato, Michael McGann, Lane Middleton, Lindsay Lewandowski, Nate Milton of the Kings of Sport, Jason Rainey, Tom Price, Mike Gallier, Josh Buckley of Whole Lot of yep. Wolves, Michael Moser, Christian Larson, Taryn New One, Aaron Willowson, Natalie Absolute, and Jessica Collins, a.k.a. Mon. Tez. Thank you all for supporting us at the $5 a month level or above. If you want to join in the fun, too fast, too forever.com. Also check out our Discord. Did Natalie join the Discord? She she emailed us about she did. She, the, she did. the link was broken. Um, or not broken, just like a timed out because like Discord links only exist for like 30 days. And so if you want oh, to yeah, join yeah, the yeah. Discord, just email Send us, us a message whatever. Anywhere. I'll send yeah. you a new link. Yeah. We also have an email address. If you don't join the Patreon. Oh, although the Patreon, in the last month or so, we've done bonus episodes on Space Camp. Um, Excellent. Shadow in the Cloud. The right stuff. By the way, all three of these movies, way more similar than you would imagine. Mm-hmm. And we We've compare got a them a lot. Coming up soon on Megaforce. We've got another bonus episode coming up soon on Runaway Train. So there's all these things that are never going to be on the main feed, included even from a dollar a month at TooFast2Forever.com. Oh, yeah, we do got, look, we got still like a whole list of bonuses coming up. Okay, cool, 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 cool. We have an email address, though, family at cageclub.me. If you want to email in, family at cageclub.me. Joe, we have three emails, two from Wes and a quick one from Justin. Justin, subject line, Fast Five. Want to let you know, Hank and I just watched his first Fast and Furious movie. I started with Fast Five. He loved it. I saw saw Justin post it on his Facebook. I was so excited for him. We We have a new baby in the family. What if, like, that list of Screen Rant things was, like, eight characters and also this one kid of a listener to a podcast you haven't heard of? <laughs> the number zero option is Hank. Hank Kleinman, gonna take over Dom. Who was it? Oh, Wes was saying it. Wes was, like, 
something about we were we were talking about how like something in a minute like Wes was like I pointed something out I sent in an email like you'll get to it it's in fast eight you'll get to it in 45 years when you cover it no he said he said 10 years and I was like no Wes it's like 45 45 years and then he was like will you still be doing it I was like no at that point we'll have to like when when they reboot the franchise we have to just hand the podcast over and I was like the most likely candidates to be the new hosts are are Hank and Brian's daughter. I think mm-hmm. that those would be the two best candidates. Even though Brian's daughter is going to inherit High School Slumber Party and Uncle Francis, Mike will still be doing Uncle Francis, but it'll just be with Brian's daughter instead of with Brian. Yes, exactly. Yeah. If you, Hank, if you want to take over too fast, just let us know. There's no way Hank's listening to this. If he's not even watching the movie, so <laughs> that's what I'm saying. The podcast. When he catch, he in in ten years when he catches up with the movies and catches up with all the podcast episodes. The offer still stands, Hank. If you want this, just email us at uh, family at cageclub.me, and it's mm-hmm. yours. We'll work out an inheritance package. It's yeah. going to be good. Yeah. Um, we have two emails now from Wes. One that he sent in a while ago that just, like, never made his way to us. He resent it. So this should have been on the last-minute episode, but, you know, here we are. Shaky Shivers and Arthur Russell. What up, fam? What up, fam? Oh, Shaky Shivers. Is that the movie? Yes. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm excited to hear about this. Okay. I have no idea when the next Life in the Fast Lane is coming out, but I have a couple of maybe interesting things to share, so I guess you'll get to them now whenever that is, or, you know, three weeks later. Yep. We saw Sung Kang's directorial debut, Shaky Shivers, last night, which I was saying, I don't think we've talked about this on the podcast. We met, we mentioned that we, we've we mentioned the movie on the podcast before, but we've not talked about covering the movie. Tell the, tell the another, story, because it's really funny. We have another Halloween movie that we're going to cover, which are doing Monster in the Closet in, you know, it's going to come out on Halloween on the main feed. And I was like, should we also do Shaky Shivers? Should we do it instead? And Joe was like, I don't know. We can save it for next year or whatever. I'm like, I'm still going to watch it because it was part of the Hooptober. It's like a bonus movie on Hooptober. And it was on some like streamer I hadn't heard of. And I was just like, let me check it out. I can whatever. We know the day that it comes out. It's like, it's like, it comes out on, you know, September 18th or whatever. Something like, like that. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like, let me just, you know, it's it's out now. I'll do the one week free. Like, the whole point of, like, the the way that it's, like, promoted is just, like, you know, do the one week free trial, try out the new streamer, cancel it, whatever. I'm like, cool. Yeah, you get to watch the movie for free. There you go. And then, you know, by next year when we would cover for the podcast, it would probably be elsewhere, at least rentable, right? Yeah, exactly. And so I go to watch it, and I'm just, like, I'm excited. I'm just, like, I don't know if it's going to be good enough, but I'm excited to see, you know, Sun Kang's thing Sun or whatever. Sun Kang's directing blah, blah, blah. it. This is sick, yeah. It was a one-day premiere on the streamer that is no longer available and can't watch it can't rent it anywhere can't even find it illegally to download it's just nowhere and i'm like not exist uh can't do it this year even if we wanted to so next year hopefully shaky shivers but for now i i I didn't realize like it wasn't in the original hooptober note like hey you have to watch it on thursday night or whatever on one day and you know what like every great movie it's only released for one day on a streamer that you've never heard of and then not to be shown again for three weeks before Halloween. Why would you want a spooky movie to be available to people wanting to watch spooky movies on their own time? I have no... I, I think that that's just a terrible idea. So I think that they did this right. And yes, I'm curious to see what Wes has to say about it. He said they did a one-night screening event at theaters across the country, and there were a few in Austin showing it. So okay, so I guess they did a one-night in theaters, and also one night on streaming? I don't know, man. Whatever. Our theater only had eight tickets sold. Oh, boy. Oh, that's a good sign. I think there sign. was supposed to be a Q&A at one of the LA screenings that I was hoping they'd stream to other theaters, but if there was one, we didn't see it. Based on some recent posts, I think it's maybe going to start streaming soon, but I don't know where or when. But as of when, we'll get to it, as of two days ago, uh, 
No. As of like last Friday, whenever, you know, mid-October, the answer is no. Yeah. Because of that, I don't want to say too much about it in case any listeners want to see it spoiler free. I do free. want I'll to see it. Yeah. say, as someone who's listened to every episode of Sung's Garage and watched every episode of Car Discussion with Sung Kang, the movie feels very much in line with his sense of humor. Oh, that's a that's that's a good review, I think. I think that that's both fair and probably good. The other thing he writes in about is a couple nights ago, we had two friends on tour together in Austin. It was a great show. If you ever get a chance to see Chris, Farron, or Diners live, I highly recommend it. But the relevant point is that Diners, fronted by our friend Blue, stayed with us that night. And the next morning, we had a conversation about Fast and Furious and Vin Diesel. I didn't know she was a fan of the movies, and she shared a hilarious bit of Vin history with me I'd never heard before. Okay. I don't know if you'd heard, I don't know if you're familiar with Arthur Russell. I wasn't, but he was an avant-garde composer. That's him saying I wasn't. I also don't think I was. He was an avant-garde composer, producer, musician from the 70s until he died in the 90s. Apparently in 1986, Gary Lucas, now a well-known musician, then doing A&R for CBS and a smaller indie label, tried to record and release a single with beats by Russell and rapping by Mark Sinclair, not yet Vin Diesel. Interesting. Lucas wrote a lengthy blog post about the whole thing on his site in 2021. He links it there. The post is long. It didn't load properly on my computer. Sweet. But it worked fine on my phone. I copied the second half in the bottom of this email, which is specifically about Vin Diesel and the recording incident. It was very entertaining. However, if you just want to hear the fruits of that recording session between a young Vin and a producer known for his eccentric style and isn't entirely thrilled to be working with Vin, you can check out Gary Lucas's SoundCloud page where he posted it in 2001, second edition, Vin Diesel vs. Arthur Russell. So I have not listened to this yet, but I'm going to put this in the episode description. So if, you want to, if you're out there listening, cool. you want to hear a young Vin rapping. I wonder what it's about. Is it, is it about his... I have a feeling I know what it's about. The song is called, it's called Second Edition. You think it's about him uh, not fitting in into any kind of... That seems to be kind of his theme at this time, so yeah. I would imagine that the, the, the tones and themes of a young Vin rapping are very much Earl Sweatshirt chum. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Wes writes in another email, subject line, a stranger with a connection to F8. Strangers I mean, we, in my we house. We know that Vin loves music, though. I don't. I don't want to brush pad that. We know that he loves music. So no, no, no. I know he loves music. I'm. Sh- I'm sure that he was enjoying doing this. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if anybody else involved was enjoying it. Do you think doing a song with a young Vin Diesel, like a Mark Sinclair, or a current day Vin Diesel, would be a better experience? As a producer, for who, me, like, has, well, for, no, as a, for me if or for the, ex- the production if, if that comes out. If you're an eccentric music producer who kind of seems annoyed by most things, would you rather start with a young upstart Mark Sinclair? Who Mark maybe, Sinclair, you know, hands or... hands down. Okay. Like if you're too cool for school already, and you're like, I have to record a like a song with fucking the Fast and the Furious lughead, you know, you'd be like, oh god, this is the worst day of my life. I hate Fair everything. Enough. Fair enough. Wes says, just a quick note about a funny coincidence that happened to me the other day. Mrs. Wes and I were, oh, he was like telling us the story. I'm just like, how does this normally come up? But okay. We had the Austin FC game. We were hanging out in in the stands before kickoff. And I started talking to the guy next to me about horror movies. He asked if I'd seen anything new. I told him about Shaky Shivers. But since no one's heard about, it's just like, yeah, Wes, that's a a dead end. We we discovered and explained why nobody else Mm -hmm. had ever heard about that or seen that movie besides you. Literally, probably only you and the other seven people in your theater. 
since no one's heard of it, I preface it by asking if he was familiar with Fast and Furious or the character of Han. He laughed and said he had a unique connection, so I started asking questions. He works for a company called Magneto Speed that makes specialty gun and target accessories. They were approached at a big trade show by someone involved with Fate, asking if they had anything unique looking that could be used in the film. He told me they provided the movie with Ballistic Chronograph, which is a barrel-mounted device that measures bullet speed, visible in the scene where Cypher is showing off all of her weapons and monologuing on her plane. That's I so tried cool. watching the scene around the 34-minute mark in the director's cut. I think I found it, but they never, slow the ca- or never show the case clearly, and it's hard to positively identify it, but I think this could be an older version of the product. This isn't groundbreaking, he writes. I just thought it was a funny coincidence, and it's of course I had to cool. explain why I was asking so many specific questions about an anecdote that most people would be with, oh, that's cool, and then move on. But he was very nice about it, and we had a good conversation. So he sends a picture. I'm going to send it to you on Facebook. Yeah, please. He, he highlights, he like draws like a little red circle around. I mean, to me, it just looks like a gun thing. Oh, gun thing. I yeah. love gun thing. Where it'd be like, oh, yeah, but like I'm sure people are just like, oh, my God, is that the new ballistic chronograph? The, oh, my God. Is that the Magneto Speed? Is that the 2017? That's, 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 that's the V1.2. That's not the mm. 1.4. The 1.4 got rid of that little back piece, you see? Yeah. They refined you know, it. Was, it, 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 was, it was better. I think it was better, but, you know, it was hard. We it was, can't, it was, you can't make fun of, like, the gun nerds when we're doing this. Look, I get Like, it. we're right in, we're in the, in the shit right now. It's the same thing. So I was Googling walkie-talkies to figure out what <laughs> yeah. the walkie-talkie was in the <laughs> yes, cup holder exactly. in the minute 94 of Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah, it's the exa- it's the same shit. I know, but yes, I do like laughing at the gun nerds for just for no reason. I'm laughing at them because like what we do is insane. This is insane. Like yes. I, I feel like to a certain extent, like covering all Zac Efron's movies or like doing a book co- book club podcast is like still like a thing that like not normal people do. But like it's like oh yeah, I want to watch all of his movies and just see what's up. Yeah. Oh, talk to my buddy. The Fast and Furious movies on repeat and also breaking them down minute by minute and then what? Yeah, like, you've done why? 325 of these? Oh, yeah, plus another like 50 in the Patreon. <laughs> why? Why? Yeah. Why? I don't know, man. Because we didn't want to watch, uh, you know, Derby Stallion again. Yeah, fuck. I know, right? Or fucking War of the Worlds for Channing, where he's not in it. Honestly, one of my best New Year's Eves. <laughs> I was just ODing on Candy and looking for Channing in a movie that he was cut out of. Yeah. And then. Doing the an hour-long episode of it. No, the mm-hmm. CNN broadcast oh, also is that. also the top part of the thing. But thank you, Justin. Thank you, Wes, for writing in. Thank Family you guys. at Cage Club. I mean, also, like, Larson, if you are listening, Larson sent in an email about his Patreon bonus episode of Runaway Train, which I'll read on that episode. Oh, cool. So I'm not going to read okay. it, you know, yeah. before we see it, before we talk about it. So I'll read Makes that sense. on that episode. But in case he's yep. like, where's my email? I have that one. That one got to me. But also, if you ever, if you've emailed it and we haven't read it, like, I don't, there's not emails that I don't read. And Wes is like, you missed yeah. my email. I was like, I never got it. So. Yeah, it's not, it's not like being skipped or passed on, so. It seems like maybe because he sent it without a subject line, something somewhere flagged spam. it as spam. Yeah, that makes sense. But like I forward stuff to my Gmail. It wasn't in my Gmail. It wasn't in the Cage Club webmail thing that I use. So zero idea. I don't know. But family at Cage Club. You also have a store, cageclub.me slash shop. We sold two things last month, Joe. I got the $6 from T Fury, T Public, whatever it is. George Pickens. You and I bought and one George Pickens shirt. But they're, they're still out there if you want to buy our weird merch. Nice. Beautiful. All right, Joe, the final thing to do before we pack up shop and come back next episode is extracurricular activities. What have you been up to in the last three weeks? Rachel and I have been watching a lot of scary movies. 
uh, usually franchise ones, but we've this year we've started at least at two. So we're not doing the originals. Okay. So we've been watching like we watch like Scream two through five. We watch but Halloween. Uh, no, no, not yet. Like you know, we like mix them up, cut them in. We watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, mm-hmm. not the original. We You're watch. Like, let's watch largely shitty movies. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're okay. really greatly enjoying it. It's a lot cool. of fun. Halloween, like I said, you were talking about Halloween 3 the other morning. I mm-hmm, started mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. and we picked it for Film Club. It was a resounding success, it seems. Everybody seems very confused why people love... It's Halloween 3 is pretty much the Tokyo Drift of Halloween, right? Like, it's it's almost one-to-one comparable. And it's also the third one, yes. That's a good, that's a good comparison. Yeah, so um, if for some reason you haven't seen Halloween 3 yet, listener out there, give it a shot. doesn't have Michael Myers. It's wacky as fuck. It's the third one. doesn't really play into any other movie. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorites. It's like really off the rails and is zany and fun, so uh, I like Halloween 3. Are there any movies that you guys have watched that even you're like, this is bad? Yeah, there's like parts of some that I'm like, oh, I don't know about this, okay. but I can't like, yeah. There's definitely ones that we okay. start watching them, and Rachel's or Rachel, I'll be like, Rachel, like let's start this, and she's like, I can't do campy shit like that tonight. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Rachel's yep. very anti '80s camp. This is a, this is a battle we have in our house. Well, also Rachel, I'm sure she's brought it up to you, but I've been texting her because the new uh, we started Mike it last Flanagan night. Show. We oh, started it. We we got through like half of the first episode. I texted her and just like. Happy House of the or Fall of the House of Usher Day. Uh, are you even going to try to make Joe watch it? Or are you just going to binge it? She's like, I don't have time to watch stuff by myself. I need to. I need to make him watch it. I'm just like, good luck. Because she texts me like once a year. She'd be like, Joe is driving me crazy. I want to watch House of Blind, you know, Haunting Hill or whatever. Hill, Haunting of Hill House. It's that Tucker and Dale versus Evil. She always tries to get me to watch that. She's tried it like 50 times. It's like every two years, she's like, you should just you give would, it a you shot. Would like Tucker and Dale? I don't. That's the part. Really? That's the point. Yes, I've like I've watched the beginning of it like thirty times, playing this experiment with her, and I'm like, it doesn't hit for no, me. No, but you need I to don't... get like it, it. does the movie doesn't really start to like half an hour in. Okay, like, you, that's fine. You I give up. By like, then. You're just you're just stuck in the setup. But okay, yeah. yes. But like Rachel, like has she, like her, one of her favorite things. These Mike Flanagan shows. Like a lot of people love them, and like she's just like Joe will not watch these with me. I'm just like good luck. M- meanwhile, I loved Midnight Mass. I really really liked Midnight Mass. Oh. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't. Did you like the first? Have you, have you? Did you enjoy? I didn't watch any of it yet. Did you like the first half of the first episode? I don't know. I was very intoxicated, so maybe. Yeah, easy. Exactly. Okay, go. so we've been doing that. Um, hockey season is back. Mm-hmm. So, uh, fantasy hockey is back. Um, watching the Penguins. That's enjoyable. They're not a bunch of fucking bums this year. Hey, there you go. Uh, we got a new. I know GM. the Devils won their opener too. Yeah, the Devils should be pretty good. Um, the Penguins had like our old gm was like you know what we should do is we should play shitty 80s hockey and just get the oldest slowest biggest guys we can that's how we're gonna build this team for success sweet it's miserable to fucking watch but we got uh kyle dubas from uh from toronto who they kicked out for god only knows what fucking reason he came in and he was like hey we'll be old but like let's get guys that are just like fast and good Mm. And I was whoever, like, what a revolutionary idea. Whoever could have imagined it. Yes, yeah, so I'm kind of excited for hockey season right now. It's also funny that, like, you know, the Devils, like, one of the most successful Devil teams in, in our life was, like, their, like, neutral zone trap team. Most miserable like, team This to is watch. the worst kind of hockey to watch. But, like, it's, they were really good fun. at it. But it's just like, yes. man, what are you doing? In hilarity reciprocal news, uh, 
the Washington Capitals have decided that that's going to be their strategy this year, oh, which sweet. brings me great joy. So <laughs> they they decided that they also want to be very old and very slow, but except they did chose players that aren't even very skilled to fill out their roster. It's a blast to watch. My friend is ripping his hair out. He went to the the their opening night game, which was against the Penguins. Penguins four nothing. He mm-hmm. sat through a nice shutout against his team on opening night against Beautiful. the team that he, he hates and me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Intangible things. Uh, I had a fun little Friday. So this Friday was Friday the 13th as we're recording. And um, I went down to go visit resident historian Mike Manzi at his tattoo shop that he works and snuck a tattoo in. Both Rachel and I got spoopy tattoos for the season. Very cool. Um, I shared some pictures of it in the Discord. Uh, it was a blast. It was cool to see Mike. The tattoo shop is cool. The guys that like uh, that do the tattoos, the guy that did ours is buddies with Mike because they like hang out there all the time. Super good guy. Great work. Great experience all around. Left there, awesome. and because I was so close, I got to come see you and Joey and I had uh, a little bit of nachos together. Some chos, chos for Joes. I didn't eat a nacho, but Rachel yeah. did and you Joey like it? did. Was it good? Did you like it? I did. It was really good. But you had the the quesadilla though. Do you like case of dill? Case of dill, indeed. So. Um, yeah, the place that we ate at was a place that I only have like breakfast burritos, and they were delicious. And I'm like, I'm sure they're that they're good. actually their real food is is not the real food, but you know, like their their dinner food was also good, and like it was. So I had a really good time. We all had leftover steak homos, delicious, delightful indeed. Uh, then yesterday I went to go visit uh, my buddy Matt that I've talked about before mm-hmm. is up from Atlanta, Very so cool. I got to see him Thursday. They came over and watched Thursday night football. And yesterday we went to go celebrate his cousin Adam's 40th birthday at a brewery. So I had a little bit of socialization this weekend, and that was enough people for me. Today, I'm going to do nothing but sit at my house and talk to Joey and then be done. Yeah, sweet. Oh, 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 but I do have two things that I wanted to say. Okay. I've been putting this off for a while. Oh, is this what you messaged me about? Yes. Okay. Okay. I have two top tier joe shares for you guys okay first one fried mush do you know what this is joey no it sounds gross do you know what scrapple is yeah oh yeah okay wait scrapple scrapple for people who don't know is the parts of the pig that is not good enough to go into sausage yes and then they mix it with cornmeal Mm -hmm. and they like solidify it into a brick they cut it into slices. It's basically only really it. eaten in like Pennsylvania, not like a essentially, thing, but like Pennsylvania. It's Pennsylvania. Like, it's like this is like it's a Northeast, but like specific kind of Pennsylvania thing. Yes, specifically okay. Pennsylvania. I am not the biggest Scrapple fan. Okay, I've never had it. I'm judging a thing that I've never eaten, but just the idea of it. I'm just Imagine, like, I don't want this. okay, but here I'm going to pitch you on something better. Yeah, fried mush. So what fried mush is? It's very much like Scrapple without all of the parts of the pig that couldn't make sausage. So what you normally do is you make uh, cornmeal kind of like grits or polenta, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. You know, make them thick and pasty, put them in a log, put them in the fridge. But you can also just buy like one of those like logs of polenta. Have you ever seen these? They kind of come in like a hamburger meat kind of like log. I'm looking at Google now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like it's just plastic and tied at the ends. You take one of those and you just slice it into like, I don't know, maybe like half inch three quarter inch thick pieces you just fry it in butter and then you cover it with whatever the fuck you want 
and you just get the edges like golden brown and crispy and then i usually put butter and syrup on it it's a top tier breakfast check this out you can if you don't want it to be sweet with syrup you can oh you can use like whatever the fuck you want whatever you want like Rachel used gravy on some of them this morning. Wild idea, but send it. My grandma used to eat it with um, grape jelly. Um, I've seen people do all kinds of wild shit. Fried mush. This so is, is fried mush a, shit. A, a name for a thing that you came up with or that it was already exists that you're just like you're, you're making? It used – no, it is sold in diners and restaurants in as Pennsylvania fried as fried mush. That's, okay, the, that's the name for it. Um, excellent, excellent, excellent. Top tier. Uh, that's my cultural, my first, that's my food cultural share of the day. Okay. Okay. My other cultural share, because this also passed the Rachel test. My aunts and grandma used to have this thing in their house. Okay. And it's called a lawn goose. Mm-hmm. Do you know what a lawn goose is, Joey? No. There's two versions. There's a plastic or a cement lawn goose. Okay. And it's is just it exactly like, what you think it is. It's exactly what you think it is. It's like a, a, it's nearly, like a lawn flamingo, but a goose, a lawn flamingo, but a goose. The cool thing about this is, is that there was a point in time and still now that there would be like stores in the mall that would sell little outfits for your goose. Okay. So you would say so you would get this stupid lawn goose and then you would dress it up like the Easter bunny or like Santa Claus or like a turkey for Thanksgiving. And my grandma had all these outfits. And one night we were drunk and I started explaining this to Rachel because the thought just popped in my head. And she was like, this is some of the wackiest shit I've ever heard. There's like, what are you talking about? And I like told her to Google it. And she looked up all these pictures and she started cackling. So I now have a lawn goose. I think everyone should have a lawn goose. It's a really fun idea. I'm sure that they make like little like Yankees uniforms for your lawn goose if you wanted Joey. Or, you know, ballerinas, whatever. There's a whole bunch of costumes for them. And it's like a bunch of, like, you know, Midwesty ladies that just, like, knit on Etsy. And mine is wearing a Steelers sweater that has a little football attached to its hand. And um, I have my Steelers lawn goose that's currently living in the living room because it's we got the plastic one. Mm-hmm. And we have to fill her with sand so she doesn't just, like, yeet herself into the wind. She might fly right. away, yep. literally. So we have to stop that. If and, you um, Google Lawn Goose Yankees, there's the top six are all different Etsy shops, or five of the top six are all different Etsy are there, shops. Are there cool? Are there cool ones? I mean, they're fine. Like, there's some that are nicer than others, but yeah, you just need one. There's a Mets one that's like below that actually looks nicer than the Yankees ones, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. see, yeah, and you it, like if you really wanted, you could make your own clothes for it. Highly recommend a Lawn Goose. It cracks me up. It's fucking weird. There's like a there's like an official company that like makes the Lawn Goose and like a bunch of uniforms for it. You could make Uncle Sit. Whatever. Go go look up Lawn Gooses. Get a chuckle. Sweet. Possibly buy one. It's like thirty bucks or something stupid. Cool. If you really want to enjoy a stupid stupid thing. I like that you're like don't Google these things. I'm gonna talk about them. But like they're exactly what I would have like fried mush. You're just like okay, so it's just like some kind gross of, food. Yep. And then lawn no, but goose. it's good. Like, got it. Yep. Yeah. Anything else of note in the last couple of weeks or no? No, but I, I felt like it's been a long time since I did a cultural weird share. So sure. that's you get a bonus cultural weird share today. Oh. Um, I've also been working through Hooptober. Nothing really strong. I mean, like I saw this movie yesterday called The Devils, which is like I think hard to find. I don't remember where the I Devils. found it. The Devils. Is it Seinfeld? Just David Putty yelling about hockey? No, it's not. It's a movie from 1971 that was banned in multiple countries because it was, like, too anti-churchy, where, like, nuns are having sex with, like, a Jesus statue. Oh, um, yeah. 
there's like I found some like work print online or something where there's like it's mostly the movie and then there's like different versions of it that like have things like when the film green like the stock changes it's like oh this was the thing that was banned in countries and like someone found like footage somewhere and like sliced it into the movie um, so it's wild it's really good uh, but that's from 1971 it's like set in like the 1600s or whatever but there's like some dudes who just like look like they're from 1971 like they're just like tr- like they look like they're John Lennon it's just like Okay, like just you didn't even yeah. try to like look like you're from the 1600s, which, you know, fun. Um, but I'm still working through October like that. I did see in theaters a movie called The Royal Hotel, which is really good. Okay, so this is this is actually kind of funny. You'll, you'll probably appreciate this. Maybe you're not gonna like the movie, so don't go to the movie. But remember when you saw or what we talked about you, not when you saw, but when you were at the beach or whatever, and those ladies were like, I don't like Barbie. Barbie, blah, 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 blah. Right? I will Old never ladies, get like, that two hours of my right. life back. So there's this movie called The Royal Hotel. So there was like three or four years ago, there was a movie called The Assistant, which was directed by this woman, Kitty Green, and stars this woman, Julia Garner, who is okay. from... Julia Garner is, I think, probably best known for being in Ozark. She was in The Americans. She's been in a bunch of different stuff. She's got the, she's like the, got the really frizzy blonde hair. Like She's a young actress. Great, whatever. So The Assistant was a movie basically where she plays like the assistant to like a high-powered kind of Harvey Weinstein type person. And like, it's just like a very tense, like 85-minute movie about like, it's awful to be a young woman in New York. Like, this is like, it's just like, it's like nothing really, sort of spoilers, like nothing really happens. On the note of Barbie, I feel a lot of violence all around me at all times. Mm -hmm, Exactly. This this feels very violent. Yeah. But it's just like, it's like a thing where just like, you know, she's just like on edge of the office the entire time, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. And like, it's just like, oh, like this is, it's it's so well made. It's so well acted. It's great. Same director, same actress do a new movie called The Royal Hotel. And this one is about two girls, this girl, Julia Garner, and another girl, Jessica Henwick, who was in The Matrix. Um, oh, God, what's the new one? Resurrections. She's also been in a bunch of different stuff. She was in Game of Thrones. She was like one of the sand, you know, like the, I guess the slaves or whatever, like the sand people. Like instead of like Jon Snow, like their last name was Sand, whatever. She's been in a bunch of different stuff, right? And this movie is them on vacation in Australia, and they run out of money, and they need to take a job in the rural whatever of Australia. Oh, okay. But they're like, they're like, just so you know, like it's a mining town. There's basically no other women there. Are you okay with like a little bit of extra male attention? They're like, yeah, we'll, we'll find it's two weeks, whatever. So the whole thing is like, again, how tough it is to be a young woman in the world, and like how yeah. men are just terrible, whatever. Yeah. So we watch the movie, Bob and I, because we Bob and I do a. Uh, uh, episode of the podcast we go see the movie because like only in indie theaters whatever we come back or we, we we leave the theater and we're like that's pretty good and then in the lobby there were four or five older women who were just like can any of you tell me what that movie was about ah and they're like no i thought i missed something and the other one just like no i was so confused i was like what is there to be confused about? It's just like you said. It sounded like you were describing a very direct story. It just like happened. You see two young, cute girls basically being like sexually harassed and ogled for like ninety minutes, and like it's like yeah, there's not really like a, a plot, plot, like a story, but like it's it's clear what this is about. And just when I when I heard this, like I was trying so hard not to just like burst out laughing in front of them. Oh, I laugh in people's faces, and it it gets that's my that's my intrusive thoughts getting through. But like we but, got yeah. out of the theater, and I said I turned to Bob. I'm just like, do you hear that shit? He's like, I don't think it was like what like I don't even know like how you could be confused. I don't know. It was just very funny. But I was just thinking about like, and then I remembered your like old like just yes. They understood Barbie. They just hated Barbie. This is just like they they didn't seem like they hated or didn't. They, but they're just like. I don't know what was that about. It's like you're a woman in the world, like you know. Yeah, you, you, yeah. 
Wild. <laughs> These are the ones that always get me. I'm like, this was a movie for you. You didn't see anything that you've experienced in this movie. Like, I saw the things that mm-hmm. you should see. Mm-hmm. How did you not see? There was a movie that came out a year or two ago called Men. Oh, Alex Carlin directed, of course, with Jesse Buckley. And, like, it's just, and Rory Kinnear. No, wait, is it Rory Kinnear? Somebody plays, like, all these different dudes who, like, this girl is just, like, this young woman is trying, like, in, like, the English countryside and just trying to, like, have a weekend away. And all these dudes around her are just, like, harassing her, right? It's just, like, yeah. it's, like, hey, like, you know, don't, don't, you're, you're alone out here. Like, don't you want, like, company or whatever? It's, like, it's all, like, quote, unquote, innocuous stuff that she's just, like, being harassed by. Hey, man, I'm just a nice guy. Mm-hmm. I, I cracked myself up in the theater because I'm like I'm thinking about like not again like the woman thing but just like I'm thinking of some dude watching this movie and like siding with the men and being like fuck's this girl's problem like just watching a movie that was like very clearly like, maybe too on the nose about like what it's about but like you know telling an important story whatever like I I love men and I really I really like the Royal Hotel too but I'm just like it's so funny to be like there's nothing wrong with these dudes behavior and it's just like well no they're ugh. But, this know. is this is this woman is exactly what's wrong with what we deal with, you know. Like that's a, I would rather them come out and be like, yeah, finally they got it. Yeah. Look at this bitch. I think it's just funny that we're like, why do they recap? We talk about this a lot. Why do they recap every Fast and Furious movie and every one? Because like most people who see movies are like this. They're just like, <laughs> what is that movie about? It's like I don't know. Being a young girl in the Australian outback is going to get you raped or killed, maybe. Like that's what yeah. this movie's about. It's they vaguely threatening to be an that. alone woman. Jesus Christ! But I was just like, come on, ladies. Anyway, uh, that was fun. I also, I saw the Aristor in theaters twice. How was that? I, I saw, when I saw it on the news, they answered my question. They were like, singing and dancing was encouraged. Because Taylor saw it, and I think in New York with one of the the morning show. Yes. She was in the crowd too. Taylor was sitting there watching the Aristor singing Oh, she was singing dancing, dancing along in the, I saw that, yeah, yeah, of course. In the thing. Bro, we've alternate universe just her and Kanye have just flipped, right? Yeah. And what a what a dynamic pair. The the interlink between them and that like it came together, the black hole and then expanded. Hey Kanye, again. I'm gonna let you finish, but just so you know just so you know, Beyonce Do you remember the it's it's the Aziz Ansari bit when he's like, Are you singing along to your own songs in your own house, bopping your own head? And he's like, Yeah, this shit is dope. It's like, Taylor, are you singing along to your own songs that you wrote watching a concert of mm-hmm. you performing the mm-hmm. songs, dancing along to the dances that you're dancing? I think part, like, it, it is, okay, so he, the the big takeaway from the movie is that even though she's the most famous woman on the planet, wealthier than almost everybody on the planet, she's a fucking dork. Like, she is just a dork. Like she is I find so, it very unendearing, but yes, okay. But, like, it's, it, it, to the people who like her, it is very endearing, but it's just like I, I over understand. and over again, she does things where just like, like that feels so on brand. And I, I don't think that it's a, I don't think it's an act. I think she's just, I don't think it's an act. I think she's just genuinely just like some weird theater girl that eventually started writing music or something, right? And like I think that's part what it of is. it is like, she's done this three hour long show for like a year. Right. And like probably hearing the songs, like it just, and she, whatever. Anyway. I th- it's obviously great. Um, they cut a couple songs, but nothing, you know, bad. I think what my big takeaway from it is that having seen it in person, being close, you somehow lose the scale and the scope. Like you're closer sure. to her, and it's yeah. a better view, and that the sound is perfect, and like everything is amazing. You don't see it's that just... it's eighty thousand people every night, right? And there's sometimes like you zoom out and like they zoom around, and you're like, oh, right, like this is like an event, but like you're so close on her or the band or whatever, and it's just like, yeah, this is great. Like it's a great thing to watch, but like. There's something just like, oh, you lose scale. Scale. It's just like, oh, wow. Because like I don't know that I've ever seen a concert film of a concert, like of a tour that I 
Because I've seen a lot of concert films, but like never for a tour that I've been at. And so this is a weird kind of experience. So I also think in the like Taylor as like a marketing genius, like very good at like her brand and like whatever, I think she kind of fumbled for the first time that I can remember. Because on Wednesday of last week, or this, you know, this past week, she had the premiere in LA, right? They they show the yes. film. They yes. invited all the top Taylor influencers, like all the Instagram people who like they're all there. Like it just like they, they speaking like a super thing, smart right? for her. Yep. On Wednesday, the eleventh, two days before, they're like, "Hey, guess what? Because so many people want to see it, we're going to open a day early tomorrow. Tickets are on sale. They don't even give a ticket time. They're like, tickets going to be on sale by ten o'clock tomorrow morning, for tomorrow." And I'm like, "Oh, this is a bad idea. It's because, a horrible idea because people, I think." probably when tickets went for sale you know or is this the best idea did did they just did they just dildo everybody into buying tickets the day before and the next day no 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 no, no. because here so okay so i think when tickets went on sale a bunch of like groups of swifties were like we're gonna get dressed up friday the 13th six o'clock show we're gonna be there we're gonna sing along to every song we're gonna have a great night yes and then two days before they're like you can go tomorrow and all these girls are like no i have plans we 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 have tickets, right? Like, we have tickets for Friday. Oh, so, so they didn't adjust? Like, the, the crowd didn't, like, we're going to just go to Thursday and fuck them. So I'm going to text there with my friend Lily and my sister, and they're, like, freaking out about, like, all, like, they're, like, you know, I'm just, like, I can't do Like, I love Taylor Swift. I'm just, like, I can't be on the Swift talk. It's just too much for me. And so they're freaking out, like, you know, tickets are on sale. Like, they're going to be tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. And so I go with Lily. Like, Lily and I are just, like, we'll go tomorrow because like, I want to see it with her. And we, she, we couldn't see the show together sure. or whatever. Yeah. And we go to the theater and it's 20% full. So the experience probably wasn't very great, to be honest. Because, like, so you want to see that in like a, a full. Now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's you want to exactly see it in a full it. theater, sing along with everybody that didn't go to the concert or did go to the concert? Yes. So when I was like, oh, you and I can, I can meet you guys for dinner because, like, I'm seeing Taylor on Thursday. But then I saw it on Thursday. I'm like, this is great. I'm glad that I saw it, Lily. Like, we were talking, you know, having a good time, whatever. But I'm just like, like, there were two girls in the middle who were, like, standing up and dancing, singing along. And that was cool. And there was like, a guy next to me who was, like, singing or whatever. Like, people were having fun. But it's just, like, the row of, like, 30 seats, our row, had five people in it. I'm just like, this is so weird. And you're watching, like, a very packed, very grand-scale concert yes. in a very empty theater. And you're like, this doesn't fit. And so I wanted to go see it again, like, with a full, like, on opening night. So, like, instead of, like, a 6 o'clock show, like, I was going to, I was just, like, I swapped my ticket for, like, a 9 o'clock. And I went there, and I was just, like, yeah, like, it's still good. Like, it's better with a packed crowd. But then there's also, like, a 10-year-old girl who was, like, not singing, but she was screaming, like, a blood-curdling scream every lyric. And I'm just, like. Yeah, see, Joey, that, that is precisely what I never want to experience. This is why I say when, when I die and go to hell. That is the experience I will have. But like, so there was a girl like a couple seats down from me who was like sing, like she had like a cowboy hat, like she had like a whole outfit, whatever, and she was like having a great time. She was singing along. She like that was beautiful. Like it was, it was, I'm she sick was of the so fucking costumes, dude. Stop the, the cut the fucking. I'm sick of fucking costumes for everything. If you want to wear a costume, wear a fucking costume. You don't need an excuse to. If you want to wear a cowboy hat, wear a cowboy hat. You do not need a don't movie to come fandom, out. Man. Don't gatekeep mm. fandom, man. I'm not gatekeeping fan. I'm gatekeeping costumes. I'm fucking sick of it. <laughs> she was having God. a great time, and then she stopped singing and heard the girl, and even she was just like, Jesus. Like, just like, whoa. But this girl was like, sc- not every lyric, but like, for maybe an hour of the three hours, like, screaming, just like, oh, boy. But like, she's like, you know, a child, like an actual child. I'm just like, come on. Like, let's, like, she's having a good time. Like, I don't want to, like, whatever. I'm just like. What is going on here? I think you're gatekeeping fandom. No, costumes I was gatekeeping. are okay, but screeching is not, Joey. Maybe that's how she expresses her costume. It was part of her costume. That's what she wore to Taylor Swift Air's movie. 
loud voice. The girl probably, still probably can't talk two days later, just like yeah. vocally dead. Um, you know, it's great. I mean, it's it's that's you know, awesome. It's an experience, so go see it. You know, or you need not you, but like just people I'm in general. I'm definitely not watching this ever. And also in terms of gatekeeping fandom, I also saw Boy Genius again because they were playing MSG. And oh, this was fun at MSG. Was it good? Uh, yeah, it was great. It was the best of the four shows that I've seen them. Awesome, um, cool. I had been checking prices for like a month or two months. I'm just like, these tickets are too expensive. And then I didn't realize until the day of the show that it was the day of the show. And I'm like, oh. Uh, I should maybe. check tickets to see if anybody bailed this morning. And so, like, they were going down, and I was just like, all right. So, like, I finally um, – there's a there's a ticket. I was just like, maybe. Like, it was, like, lower bowl at MSG, like, midway up the lower bowl. I'm just like, all right. And, like, it wasn't – I don't know what face value it was, but I don't think it was crazy over face value. When I had StubHub credit, okay. so I actually got the ticket for free. Oh, awesome. Like, oh, all right, cool. So I had a great time. And they, you know, they That's had a new EP cool. come out this past Friday with four new songs, and they played oh, so those for the first time. Oh, you got to see new songs. That's mm-hmm. cool. And the only other thing that I've done really of note is the new fours that came out. And I was messaging Alex Ellenin on Instagram. I'm like, are you going to play this? He's like, I don't know. He and I both love Fours of Horizon, which is like an open world, kind of like more arcadey thing. This is like a more. This is funny. We t- you and I have realistic. talked about this too, because I like like driving Sims. Or this is much closer to, to that. Sims. It's not, it's not Sim, but it's way closer to Sim than arcade. And I'm like, yeah. kind of boring. It's not boring, but like it's, it's, it's good. It's just not like my favorite kind of game. And yeah. then. But it's also just a way for me to, like, play it on mute, do something with my hands and my brain while I listen to a podcast or music or whatever, which is nice. But um, it's good. I mean, it's free on Game Pass, so if you want to go there. But, like, what's kind of funny is for Horizon and then also for Starfield, like, there's these, like, you know, big blockbuster games or whatever that you can pay 30 or 40 bucks and get, like, the season pass of DLC and, like, early access or whatever. And they did that yes, for this one, yeah, too. Yeah. And I looked at it, and I'm just like, because I would love to play it early, whatever. And it's just like, you get more cars. And I'm like, nope. Don't want that. Don't Already care. enough cars. Don't care. Don't. It's not like DLC, like cool new areas. It's not like early access and like whatever. It's just like you get to play two days early and you get new cars. And I'm like, no. 30 bucks? Nope. I will play for free and pay zero dollars. Exactly. And that's what I did. The weather is no longer brutal. It's now beautiful out almost every day. Which oh, is nice. I love it. Yeah. Fall. F- I am a fall boy. You know that. I'm mm-hmm. big. You're, into you're fall. truly a fallout boy. I am a, I am a Fallout Wait, do you boy. know where the name Fallout Boy came from? No, I don't. Tell me. It's a Simpsons reference. Is it? Radioactive Man's sidekick is Fallout Boy. Do you know uh, Radioactive Man? No. Radioactive Man is a comic book that Bart is obsessed with, and they have an episode where they audition kids to play Fallout Boy, and Bart thinks he's going to get it, and then Milhouse gets it instead. But oh. yeah, Radioactive Man's sidekick is Fallout Boy. And so that band that a lot of angsty teens love or loved is named after a Simpsons thing, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Like, all panic is just Chuck Palahniuk. I write Sins Not Tragedy is, I think, Invisible Monsters, maybe? But yeah, it's just yeah. like, you know, all these people are just like, like, that's the kind of thing where it's like, I don't love those bands, but like, I love that they like cool things. You know what I mean? It's just like, that's Yeah, exactly. Sweet. I like Panic and I like Fallout Boy. Mm-hmm. We listened to a lot of them back in the day. We did. Yeah. Uh, but that's basically it for this episode. So we have coming up soon the bonus episode of The Right Stuff. Our Halloween episode next week is Monster Spoopy. in the Closet. Another bonus of Megaforce. And then we're back to our normal, regularly scheduled thing with The Fate of the Furious coming out in November. But Joe, anything else to say before we end the episode? I hope all of you eat some fried mush for breakfast and buy a lawn goose by the end of the day. And join the Discord. And show and us join pictures the Discord. of both. Yeah, and you can see pictures of my new tattoo then. 
for all things Too Fast, Too Forever, go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash Too Fast, Too Forever, or at Too Fast, Too Forever on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, and wherever else. Email us, family, at cageclub.me. Check out our Patreon page at TooFastTooForever.com and our store at cageclub.me slash shop. If you've not yet left a review for us on Apple Podcasts, please do that. Do That'd it. Very nice of you. And we'll see you next time for Monster in the Closet on Halloween. So spooky. I think this movie's going to be bad, but I'm going to enjoy it because it's going to have like, a general Paul Walker. Yeah. Yep. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And we will tell you all about it when we see you.